Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies and offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. So are we ready? Are we ready? Well, I could do the intro. Let's clear my head. Okay. Welcome to Healing for Healers with me, Abby, and Regina of the Land. It's great to be here, and it's great now that we seem to be having a bit of a track record for ourselves. We've got quite a few episodes up, we're getting some feedback in, we've covered a few topics, and as you know, every episode we leave it open to you guys to, you know, ask a question or give us a comment. And excitingly enough, I have a letter here from Claire, who's based in Galway, and she has a question for us. So I just thought, Regina, I'd read out the whole thing, you know, just because it's, you know, like our first proper letter. And, our first <laughs> and um, well, we have got messages. I've got we've got messages. lots of messages, and we got some amazing reviews on Apple Podcasts, which neither of us were expecting. It's really oh. great. It's really good. So I guess we have to keep doing this. well actually just to put this into context um abby and i uh checked in last night uh what are we going to talk about and i said ah we'll see we'll see what comes up for us so i did a brief reading before i came online to see what energies i needed to be working with today and uh it came up with faith and i was like how can i talk about faith and no have faith in the process so when abby and i connected there it was a case of do we have something to talk about? And Abby says, well, actually, I have a letter. And I went, yeah, right. That's the faith bit. Have faith that we're doing the right thing. <laughs> well, I think faith is a fabulous topic in itself. I mean, my faith would be that I would read this, we'd have a bit of a banter and then see where we end up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, we do cover a lot of things between us. But there's a thing about you know, and people need to hear maybe the same idea in different ways or different variations of, of an idea before, you, you know, it goes in. So I don't feel we have any overlap, really, that I'm not, I'm not going to be worried in case we're repeating ourselves, because it'll always be different, depending on the energy of the moment that we're in. So, so will I read this yeah. out? And then you, you, you can give your best answer, and then we'll see where it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, on this <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> It does say Dear Regina and Abby. It doesn't say Dear Abby and Regina. 
Okay. All right. Dear Regina and Abby, I just want to say I love the podcast. Thank you so much for making it. It feels like you made it especially for me. I like that. I have a question I'd like you to maybe talk about if that's okay with both of you. I'm a therapist. I do Reiki and sometimes a bit of counseling. When I see a client who's particularly upset, I find their energy stays in the room long after they've left and sometimes even follows me home. What are the best ways for me to look after myself when I find this happening? Sometimes I also find myself getting nervous at the beginning of a day where I have lots of people booked in. I know I have nothing to be nervous about. I'm wondering if you think that might be me or am I feeling the clients before they're coming in? Really looking forward to hearing your thoughts and thank you again for the podcast from Claire in County Galway. Woohoo! Well, thank you, Claire. And you know what? They're bloody great questions. They're really good questions because these are all ones we've struggled with, right? And we still deal with them on a daily basis. We really do. Um, the first one there. If I remember rightly, she's talking about the energy hanging around the room. How are you hanging around the room and coming home with her maybe sometimes? It brings back memories for me when that happened for me. <laughs> okay, go for it. Well, uh, and, well no, example. I mean, I just, I'm just having a sense of in the counselling room, particularly at the beginning of my, let's say, career when I was using therapy rooms that weren't even mine I was coming in and maybe even feeling clients energy there before I'd even seen anybody just just the memory of that my body still holds on to that it's kind of interesting you know just it's kind of like a a darker feeling maybe a bit of fear in me is it going to tip me over feeling someone else's feelings on top of my own I think when you're walking into a room and you feel something that's different in the room or when let's say the client's been in the room with you and they leave and the room feels different, you know, it's not your stuff. And depending on how much stuff you're already carrying, it could lead your body to a tipping point where it's too much for you. So no, it was just the memory of that. I think really the most important thing is awareness that this is happening. And you're right. That's actually one of the key things is to recognize it, because by recognizing it, you can do something about it. Okay, and that's actually one of the big things, because. um, There was somebody I was talking with recently, I won't name names, and they had taken on so much stuff from some. They actually didn't realize that they were absolutely flattened by and uh, the universe just happened to put us together for 30 minutes and I was able to help this person begin to put up boundaries and to actually help her release what was there. But more interestingly, what came out of that was boundaries and also a routine, a practice, a ritual. Mm, ritual, yes. And those are things that give great comfort and there's the discipline about it and it's also showing the universe that you're serious about the work you're doing mm. because I like you're that. yeah you're you're showing up and once you start putting in rituals rituals that protect you 
And therefore, by protecting you, you're best able to look after your clients. So I think it's actually I think it's really important. And it is it is about being serious about the work because. You realize that there is, for the want of a better word, a chink in your armor. I don't know what it is you're doing, doing or, or how you are closing down the session. So, you know, everybody has a different way about doing that. And I think we actually covered something like that, Abby, on one of the sessions, or I don't know if that uh, we recorded. Yeah, we it, have it done gone. a session on record, keeping good boundaries. So I would recommend a re-listen of that one if you haven't heard it already. But what, what I'm feeling into also, I have, I have a thing about rituals. I, I, I'll say it, you know, get it out there. Rituals can become something that you do without being fully present to them because you just do them so many times. It's just something that you do. And when you're not fully present to what it is you're doing, it has no power. It's meaningless. So if you're going through the motions because it's just the thing that you do, it's a completely different experience to actually being in the moment, being with what is needed and uh, bringing your full awareness into it. Good so. point. Very good point. I mean, it's like saying a prayer, Regina. You say a prayer that you learned off by heart when you were a child and you just say the whole thing just to get it out of the way and you're not really behind each word. Or when you when you say the same prayer but you really mean it and you're really present to it, the difference in how it feels even to just say it. Yeah, the, the power behind it is so totally different when you feel it as you do it. But again, that's how I would do ritual. Ritual to me isn't like, um, yeah, la, 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 right, yeah, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No, it's not like that at all. Um, you were talking about the ritual of clicking your fingers to move the energy around, okay, yes. and to clear the energy. Uh, for me, funny enough, I use a lot of occasions I use water, and I will use water from um, sacred wells and from different wells around Ireland. And uh, sometimes, you know, I, one of the things I do in the mornings is there's a particular prayer I say, but depending on what water or what energies I'm working with, I put water in my hands and I clap my hands and I actually run the uh, water through my field. So mm. it's like as if I'm cleansing my whole field of, you know, icky energies are anything that needs to be removed it's basically taking a spiritual shower let's be honest right yeah yeah now that's just one of the things and again this is very personal there's no right or wrong way it's whatever works for you because different people like i have an affinity with water people have an affinity with fire People have an affinity with sound and with many other things. And it's about working with what feels natural to you. Because what for me, I find that wonderfully invigorating. And I find that's a great way of cleansing and shifting the energies. So that could be really good, say, for Claire, who feels the energies followed her home. Yeah. That she could do... Um, so you'd have a bottle of water you would have collected from a holy well or something like that. Yeah. Maybe just a couple of drops on one when you're hand, rub them together. Yeah. And clear your field with the intention, of course, is, I mean, in, in you know, over all the years, I find that when your intention is strong, 
which basically means you have decided that this water is going to help you clean your energy field. It's going to help you release what's in and, and that's it. And there's no question about it. Then that's most of the power of that is in your intention to say, I don't want this energy in my energy field. I'm getting it out. I'm using this uh, tool, this water, or, you know, you're saying fire or smoke, you could light the sage um, mm. or Palo Santos. I prefer sage. I think it's more yeah. renewable because <laughs> Palo Santos is from the trees. It's harder to replace that. But to use the smoke and the smudging to clear it, and then you're setting the intention, you're, you're clearing your energy field. Yes, but I'll put a little proviso in that one. So many people use smoke to clear, but they don't have a window open or anything for ventilation so the stuff can escape. Yes. So um, a lot of occasions, if you're going around with the smoke, yeah, you're clearing it, but you're clearing it sort of into sort of <laughs> into different corners, yeah, into <laughs> compacted areas for the want of a better way. So you have to give them a clear route out. Yes you know um open the door open the windows yeah get some fresh air in exactly get the air moved through sunshine is brilliant for cleansing a room you know open the blinds open the curtains and make sure the sun comes in and that's interesting around the room because again there are different ways of cleansing the room but if you hold the intention of the room being cleansed as you finish your work and as you close down and exit for the day to put some ritual or something in there um, that as you flick the lights off or turn the key in the door, that there's something there that's, uh, in other words, uh, having a um, a spiritual Roomba, you know, one of those automated vacuum cleaners that come oh. around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd love to get one under the dog would be going mad trying to chase after us. I'm being, you know, I'm joking here, but a lot of occasions it is the symbology. It is actually, as you say, it's the power of the intention and working with some visualization that actually works for you. So, you know. So, well, as, you, as you're leaving, you leave the, the, the little Hoover vacuum cleaner to do its business while you're not there anymore. Yeah, Which, yeah, that's kind of that's great. It reminds me actually when I was writing my book, uh, how to be well, and I'd come in and I'd settle into the computer in my office, and then I go promptly fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been wide awake when I'd arrive and a full intention, and I knew exactly what chapter I was writing and what the topic was and what the subject was. And as soon as I would start into it, I'd fall asleep until I realized. And again, this is the awareness. I realized it was energetic. Mm-hmm. And it was as if I was pushing through a heavy fog that didn't want me to write the book and fall asleep. So I remember I had you and a couple of other friends visualize me in a, you know, you're holding a circle and I'm in the center and I'm writing. But what I used to do once I realized what was going on was I would come into the office, I'd leave all my bits and I would imagine I'm setting off an energy bomb (laughs) and I would leave, leave the building and walk down 20 minutes to get a cup of coffee and come back again. Uh, I lived in Australia for a while, and you can buy these things in Australia called bug bombs. So anyone from Australia would know exactly what this is. It's a little chemical bomb. You have to leave your house for the weekend. And you set it off when everybody has safely departed. 
And when you come back two days later, the air is clear and all these dead insects are all over the floor and you have to clean it up. It's great image. It's like the, the chemical bomb goes off and it just clears out your house. So I set off a, an energy bomb, went and got my coffee, came back and sweep out all the debris from the ground. And that also worked as well. So, I mean, there's another great visualization you could have if the room isn't yours or even if it is yours that you you set this thing off to clear the room and... Just a word of warning, though, it does actually have an impact on the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, they might like things the way they are. They don't. They don't want some healer coming in and changing the pH and making them, you know, have to heal something because it's forcing them to, you know, all. all, all. What happens when your energy raises up is that the heaviness lifts up out of you to be seen, to be released. So it could get a little worse before it gets better sometimes. So, but that's just another option. Mm-hmm. You see, this is it. There's as many options as there are imagination. You know, the limit is what you put on it. Um, you can you can play around with things and see what works best for you. Mm. And as you say, we've given you a variety of options there but it is interesting different friends of mine use different different clearing uh somebody else i know uses uh lemon juice and water and spritz that into a room right other people use uh crystals you know so there are certain crystals that might be of benefit to you some people use what was the other thing that she is trying to remember from my travels? Like a, I can't think of the right word, but it's like a decoy. A decoy? Yeah. That, the, 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 like a sponge to absorb. Abs- so a sponge will absorb the energies instead of you. That's what I would use a candle for. So I would always light a candle. <clears throat> Excuse me, I must be clearing something when my throat gets like that. So I mean, when I light my candle, that's a ritual that I do before a session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Regina is lifting up her candle to show me that she has one lit. But um, but the, the ritual of lighting the candle, igniting the spark and having the flame burning so that you can send whatever excess emotional energies into the candle to be burned is very good. So, I mean, you don't necessarily just light the candle for it to be pretty, you know, and for, for atmospheric reasons. <laughs> Let's make it very, very nice. But the candle can be a functional thing as well. It's interesting you're talking about lemon juice and remembering um, somebody that I know who uses salt. Yeah, another. that's another one. You, you're thinking more of the tequila lines, you know, the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> lemon and salt. So, well, whatever floats your boat, as they say. But, yeah, you can see there's a variety of things. So hopefully that will really help. And um, sound as well. Sometimes yeah. playing, um, there are different clearing CDs or there's different clearing meditations on or online. Rock and roll is good. Put on a lot of rock, loud rock music. It depends. (laughs) You can have a variety of different uh, sounds that can shift the energies. And sometimes it can, well, think about it. If you're trying to do meditative or very quiet and wicked work, 
like nice, quiet, gentle background music. But if I have to go and do the ironing and the cleaning and something that I don't particularly want to do, but I need to raise the energy, I'll put on some right boppy music that actually gets me in the mood, gets me going and gets me motivated. But you know what you're making me think here, Regina, is, you know, a lot of people are doing work online now. Mm hmm. A lot of healers are having their client work in their homes. Interesting. Yes. And so, you know, for me, with four children, I made a very strict rule right from the beginning before I started my private practice that I would never have a client in the house. I would never even take a call with a client in the house because when I'm at home with my children, I'm fully available to them as their mother. You know, and it's come up over over many occasions, maybe get a little shed down the back and, you know, <laughs> and, and I always thought, well, if I was my own, if I was a child and my mother was doing this, I'd be, well, well, who's mommy with down the end of the garden and why won't she talk to me and why can't I bother her and why do I have to be so quiet and why do I have to creep around the house? I thought, no, it's their house. They can make the noise. This is a personal choice. But there are people whose children have grown up. There are people who don't have any option. And now with lockdown, part two or part three, depending on when you're listening to this, or even part four, five, and six, because this isn't going to go away anytime soon, you might have to, you know, break those original ideas of what you thought you would do in order to see the clients, to continue the business coming in, to open a space in your home where you can do your work. And you know what, even if you're just working from home, you know this and you're, you're in your living space and you could just be, be working. It's not healing work. It could be corporate work. It could be any kind of work. And then the energy of that is sitting in your house. It's very difficult to detach from that. Yes. And that was one of the challenges of uh, working from home because when when the first lockdown happened here in Ireland, that was part of my challenge was to find a space for the day job at home because the day job never had any space at home. It was outside. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. somewhere I went to whilst the shamanic work and energy work was connected to my home because on the, on occasions I had clients here, but also on occasion, well, the majority of my clients anyway would be online and have been because they're around the world. And that's the way I've been doing it for years. However, I struggled to make space for the day job in here. I really did. Uh, because part of me had to come to terms with it and to try it. And also the other work had to give way as well to allow the day job work comes in so there yes, was yes there was a huge shifting of energies within the space and it still isn't fully right but uh particularly when you live in the city center and you're living in a relative quite a compact space it is more challenging for the day job because you it's very hard to pack everything away because oh my god the extensions the this the monitor the docking station the laptop you name it but one of the interesting things is i have my work paraphernalia which is my work keyboard everything to do with work okay hmm. and anything to do with the shamanic work or anything to do with the healing or the podcast or anything like that always happens on my own personal. And 
I keep that as a DVA as a very, very clear demarcation. That's the word I was looking for. Demarcation. demarcation, yes. Between them. And occasionally both bleeds into each other as they would do. But the demarcation is still very, very clear. And same as anything to do with the podcast is done outside of uh, the business hours. And all of that is a demarcation. But energetically, it's really interesting because sometimes I might only have 20 minutes or a half an hour between when the day job finishes and I see clients online. And then my time is taken with shutting off and closing down. And opening up again. Yeah. Yes. But in two worlds. And interestingly, what can happen sometimes is in the corporate, in the corporate job, there are occasions where my skill set is required. And in other words, they get the full Regina. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that can be a bit intense. But um, this is Sh- Shaman Regina showing up for work in the office. Yeah. Yeah. And that can happen because different people are in crisis at different occasions. And sometimes they know, well, some people in the corporate job know what it is I do. So uh, they will actually be open enough. So, yeah, people from work will also reach out. So then then it becomes an interesting one because then you're trying to bring the balance that you're talking to somebody in work, but you don't want to totally fully open up and go into. Well, that reminds me of a story that one of my um, lecturers when I was at college doing counseling, because when you're talking to people, it can easily turn into a counseling session, whatever about energetic. And he went out with with, um, someone to a bar for a night out. And as I'm saying this, I'm going, oh, I hope we're going to be able to do that again at some point in our lives. <laughs> and the, the friend started telling him all of his issues and it turned into a counseling session. And the guy said, look, I've been seeing clients all day. I wanted a nice rest, relaxing night out with you, a bit of a laugh. Um, should I send you a bill for tonight? And the friend thought he was joking. Now, he actually did send an invoice And then the friend never did that again. However, when you're friends with somebody, there has to be a level of give and take. So how much, this is another question altogether. How much (laughs) is the give and take when you're a healer, when you're a counselor? You know, and, and, and I think the answer to that comes down to, is it equal? Is it give and take? You know, and we all bend and, 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 in the breeze at different times so you're feeling weak today so I can be support to you but then next week I'm feeling weak and you can be support to me and where the balance might not happen in the night out the balance might happen over several weeks or over several months when you're feeling that it's in balance and it's equal and it's not that person coming to you and always looking for healing from you and then saying you're my friend so they don't pay you (laughs) (laughs) so you know again it's it's the awareness it's the awareness of you know this isn't mine it's the awareness of this is too much and I'm just going to lead us into the second part of the question from the letter which is feeling the feelings in anticipation maybe of the sessions are they my feelings I think the process is the same you know, I, I had years where I woke up on Monday mornings feeling very anxious, very nervous. And then I realized I'm an entrepreneur. I'm running my own business. I'm possibly connected to other 
entrepreneurs running their own business energetically. And Monday is the first day of the week and you have the whole week ahead of you. And there's the fear. Are you going to get the bookings? Are you going to get the money? Are you going to get the business? And I thought to myself, yes, I am. And I can disconnect from this collective energy, from the fear of Mondays. And as soon as I recognized what it was, it shut down right away. You know, or I'd be driving into my office when I'm seeing clients in the building, which I, I, I do all of my sessions online for the last two years now, which is quite interesting when it comes to boundaries. I've found it because the work I do is so much deeper and so much more transformational. I can clear it better when I can say goodbye and turn off the computer. <laughs> That's another way of shutting down is to then yeah you know reiki the computer clear the actual computer screen and clear the room and go out for a walk set off your energy bomb and come back but um to be able to tell the difference between what's mine and what's not mine is a a question that we always need to ask ourselves i think you probably do it too is this i mean we i I would text you would you know you feeling this or is it me We had that, was it yesterday morning? You, a couple of days ago, yeah. 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 yeah, and you said, yep, yeah, no, it's you. <laughs> okay, that's very helpful. To be able to be taking the responsibility, though, yeah, of saying, yeah, it's you, or saying, yeah, it is me. Okay, it's my stuff. I have to deal with it. Instead of saying, it's my stuff. Oh, God, I'm going to push it back, and you know, I don't want to deal with it. You, you, when you're a healer, you have to constantly knowing yourself being with yourself as you go through transformational changes it's like like you're saying Regina you know you like to work with water but you know next year you might prefer to work with something else and yeah. to say well this uh, you know into checking is this doing what I want it to do for me or do I need to amend it change it grow with it have it grown out of it because these things aren't static because the energies we're working with are changing all the time as well Well, it reminds me of when I started out that I had all these rituals, you know, with the different teachers I'd worked with that you had to do this, you had to do that, you had to. And there was all these lists of instructions. And it took me a while to realize that was their instructions, not mine. Mm -hmm. Okay, that uh, that was their recipe. That was the recipe there they used. But, you know, the. My recipe is different. I'm different. How I like to cook is different. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I had to play around with the different ingredients, the different recipes to find out what worked for me. And yes, things have changed. The way I do things has changed because we're all evolving and we are all changing. So it is a case that once something doesn't work for you, yeah, that's that's the time you've grown. You don't keep you don't keep no. picking it up and looking at it and trying to make it work. It's not like a car that you can replace a part with. Mm-mm. They say, well, look, I can't afford a new car, so I'm going to make this bloody thing work. You can't do that with these. You've got creativity. You've got access to your imagination. Mm. And it could be that there's an energy block that you need to clear in yourself to get around, well, what is it I need to be doing here? Maybe it's the questions that you're asking need to be adjusted. So, you know, I, I, I'm feeling we have really answered the question there in um, quite thoroughly, just thinking about, well, who am I? And here I am, and here's all the pieces of me, and here I am connecting with a client, and there's all the pieces of them. And some of their pieces are very sad, And 
the frequency, the taste, the texture of that energy of sadness actually matches sadness that I have in me from whatever reason, from whatever thing, because that's why they've attracted to come to me in the first place, because, you know, I can recognize this. So you have the choice, you know, do you take it on or not? And consciously, we never choose. I mean, we would never deliberately choose to do something to make ourselves upset. Mm -mm. You know, we would never do that deliberately. But some aspect of our subconscious might say, well, you know, you haven't actually fully processed that sadness. You haven't actually fully gone into the reason why that happened. The lessons are still learning there for you. And so let's say you've seen your client who was sad. They leave and the sadness stays with you and you decide it's their sadness and you keep clearing it and you're doing your rituals and you're brushing it away and, you're, and it's still there. It might actually be because there is something in you that needs to be looked at. And it's important to, to bring that up as well. So, yeah. so there's just, you know, another angle to it. And then when you do face it and own that sadness and sit with it and allow it to speak to you, then it transforms into something else. Then the next thing comes along and the next, the next texture and feeling of some other kind of sadness. There's so many flavors. It's like 2000 different kinds of whatever, you know, it, it's just too much for us to comprehend. Yeah. But that's what makes us human. But that's it. Even the past weekend there. Now, I was I was really, now, wouldn't use the word struggling, but um, there was sadness around me. But it was part, part of me was going, hmm. But I, I actually held my hand up and said, yes, I am sad. It is part of a grieving process. And it is, this is my grief. And I do need to sit with it. And I did sit with it. And I feel the better for doing it, for allowing that space and honor it and to say, yeah, I am. Yeah, not I'm great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we as healers can create a safe space for clients to feel safe, to feel their feelings, then I think, you know, turning it around and saying, I'm going to create a safe space for myself to feel my own feelings. You know, and sometimes I have an exercise with some of my clients who are also healers where I say, imagine you meet yourself and have a session with yourself, you know, so visualize yourself in the chair, in your healing room, with the knock on the door and you get the door and there's you standing on the other side of the door and you invite yourself in and come and sit down and then you just get it all out. And the beauty of doing this is you already have a relationship with yourself, so you don't need to hold anything back. And one of the things that, that, that I even put in the book, every single thing that's upsetting you, even if your pants are too tight or the chair's <laughs> uncomfortable or, you know, you're so frustrated because you used to like this brand of soup, but now you don't anymore. You know, all of just get it all out there mm. and then visualize yourself changing places and becoming the therapist. And you have just heard your client saying all of these things. What's your first response with kindness and compassion? Because that's the piece that's missing sometimes when we look at ourselves. Like, oh, for God's sake, you're still worrying about that. And Jesus, tonight, and you know, you ate that bag of crisps last night. Of course, your pants are still tight. What do you expect? You know, you're not going to talk to your client like that. So don't talk to yourself like that. And you're holding yourself in that way helps you move through those difficult feelings. Hmm. And we are at times our worst and best critic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, once you come to peace, a point of peace with yourself, you you know, everything changes in your life. And it's really worth putting the time in to get yeah. to that stage. It really, really is. But it, it can also come with age, which might be another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so faith, and I'm going to write these down. This is great. <laughs> Faith and getting older. <laughs> getting older and not caring so much and not having to be perfect. And it really makes a difference, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, it's kindness and compassion. What it always comes down to is softness and kindness and compassion. Even, you know, the client who's sad, who's in front of you, that's dumping all the sadness out in you and walking away and leaving it with you, you know, to see them that they don't know what else to do with it. And not to get angry and upset with them. And every time this particular client comes, they always do this to me. No, they're not doing it to you. You know, so not taking it personally is also very helpful. And then you just get out your big sweeping brush and brush it all out the door. Let the wind blow it away. You know, light a scented candle to change the energy of the air. Put on some music. Well, as we're saying, scatter some water around. You know, let the cobwebs out. Open the window. And just decide that you're sending that energy to somewhere it needs to go to be transformed, like like manure on the flower beds. It has to go somewhere to you know to add. It, it, there's a reason for everything. Energy is never destroyed. It just moves from one form to another. Uh, we're just playing our part in the cycle of life. So so that's my way of wrapping it up how about you is there anything you want to say I think we've kind of come to the end of of, of this anyway so I'd agree I think we've uh, looked at that from a variety of angles and given a variety of suggestions and ideas so I hope Claire that something we've said is of benefit and help to you and also to anyone else listening if you have any other questions please feel free to reach out and email us because we do genuinely like to hear because, yeah, we talk about these topics, but it's, I feel like as if I'm more of service if somebody actually has a question that we can answer. And yeah, and, and um, we are healing for healers. So we are here for healers. And like it says in, in the intro to the entire podcast, you know, you don't have to be in business making money to be a healer you can be a caregiver for another person you can just be a healer by having your presence here in the world you know there's all different varieties and ways of, of bringing healing in and um so it, it, you know i hope that you find something useful here and well we'll speak to you again next time exactly and find us where all good podcasts are <laughs> all the fancy podcasts are <laughs> Sloan bye okay if there's anything in this podcast that triggered you upset you or stimulated you to want to know more if you've got questions or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show please write to us the email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time